You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Bruce Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're talking about chapter 78 and 79. Woo. Woo. Also, in more exciting news, the season there was like the season two or season one recap and season two like little trailer that mm-hmm. came out a couple of days ago. By a couple of days ago, I mean probably like almost a week ago by the time this episode yeah. comes out. <laughs> Which was exciting. It's happening. It's happening in spring, <laughs> quote unquote spring. Yeah. Like first quarter 2020. Yeah, really. <laughs> Second quarter 2020, I guess. <laughs> well, that'll be a good time. So, I'm excited. Yay. The trailer's good. I mean, there was technically only like a couple of seconds of actual trailer. Most of it was like a recap, but mm-hmm. it looked dark and spooky and I'm excited about it. It's going to be emotional. Yeah. Well, and we'll get to go back to the beach, which is really what we've wanted yeah. since we left the beach. <laughs> Guys. It'll be summer soon. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember that it'll be summer. Think of all the bad summer jokes we'll be able to make. It's going to be such a good time. We get to bring them all back. We're gonna, actually, I think we're going to have to think of new shitty summer jokes. <laughs> Not the greatest hits of summer jokes. We can sing the summer song from Frozen. That'll be a good time. <laughs> Planning ahead. Yes. <laughs> we also brainstorm during our episode recordings. I mean... <laughs> Anyway, so today we're going to discuss 78 and 79. We're going to do our summary and then discussion and then spoilery discussion, like we mm-hmm. always do. Or uh, chapter 72 and 79, yes. if you have the Tokyo <laughs> Pop edition. <laughs> Kayla texted me earlier this week and was like, did I go back in time? And it was like a photo of the intro page for se- chapter 78. It said chapter 72. And I was like, I don't... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. Like the two chapter 34s or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I read like an extra chapter that week. I was like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I just read chapter 34 or whatever it was. Yeah, if you are if you have the new version, it's not in there. Sorry, they cleaned it all up. <laughs> anyway, chapter, chapter 78 slash 72 opens with a memory of Rin and Haru hugging. Rin's narration says, Haru understood me. He cared for me. He loved me. And that's why. We cut to the Soma estate. Hiro and Kisa return from school, and they talk about Hiro's mom's pregnancy, and Hiro says that he's worried because she's clumsy. Hiro's mother comes to greet them, and Kisa asks if if the baby is a boy or a girl, and Hiro's mom says that they're waiting to find out until the baby is born. Either way, she says it won't change the fact that we'll love it, and I'm sure it'll be a kind child like Hiro-chan, and Hiro's like, I'm not, and Hiro's mom is like, hey, Sachan, he makes you want to marry him, doesn't he? And she teases, and Kisa replies with an eh, and then it's sort of like frozen contemplative expression as if she never thought about it before (laughs) she's like i'm nine yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) rin passes nearby this conversation and hero takes notice he runs off to catch up with her and he asks how she is did you go to school today i haven't seen you in a while have you been rin what's wrong you're so pale you're like a ghost are you eating right rin finally turns to him what do you care are you going to worry about me forever? If you're worried because you happen to see that, she says, as we see a flash of a past event, forget it. Just go back to your peaceful little life with your loving mommy and daddy. Hiro asks, are you blaming me? The way you talk, it's like it's wrong to be loved by your parents. Like peace is superficial and a bad thing. Hiro looks down and apologizes and Rin turns and leaves. Rin, Hiro calls after her. You haven't found it, have you? Trying so hard on your own? Even Shiguri doesn't know, does he? It doesn't exist after all, does it? A way to break the curse. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> <laughs> At home, Rin changes out of her uniform, and she remembers visiting Shigure during the summer, before the beach trip. I finally, I've had to look back and figure out what this was. It was chapter 53, mm-hmm. in case anybody wants to know. <laughs> 
he we saw like part of the conversation but we get to finally see the whole conversation so shigure sits in a low seat in his office and rin kneels beside him rin asks if he knows how to break the curse and he's like what makes you think that i know you're trusted by aikido she says you're a favorite of his a favorite <laughs> that's grand shigure says resting his hand his head on his hand almost exasperated looking so you think a favorite like me would know all of his secrets and even if I did, what makes you think that I would tell you something that would cause trouble for Akira-san? Do you have any collateral? Rin takes his wrist. I have nothing but myself. I can give you myself, she says. You can use me however you like for the rest of my life. Shigeru smiles a derisive smile and runs his fingers through her long hair. You're awfully desperate, huh? All this to help Hatsaru? But I'm sorry to say, honestly, I honestly have no knowledge of how to break the curse. Rin grimaces and says that he's lying and she grabs his collar. He doesn't get riled up. He simply looks down and says... Now might be a good opportunity to let you know you shouldn't make too much of guys like me. I wasn't particularly trusted by Aikido, nor am I worth any special mention. I have no power and little merit. I'm worthless. The worst kind of man. Rin is taken aback, and Shigeru stands and lets her know that if she's determined to find a way, she'll have to look elsewhere. Who else would know, she asks, and Shigeru says, Who knows? Maybe you should ask God himself, Aikido. Kureni, she asks, Do you not care if you stay cursed? Those who care should do something about it. I'll just root the benefits, Shigure says. They look over their shoulders at each other, and Shigure finishes. I told you, didn't I? I'm the worst of the worst. At the Soma house in the present, Rin looks through a box of documents. She thinks that Shigure was deliberately trying to dodge her questions. He knows something. He's hiding something. I have to find it, she thinks. Rin suddenly coughs and drops to the floor, feeling sick. She tries to steady herself on some of the boxes, and she wonders if she should try to talk to Shigure again, or if he'll dodge her questions again. And she remembers his suggestion to talk to Akito, and thinks of Akito. I wonder if there's anything that someone like Gurini is afraid of. Anything he'd be so afraid of, he couldn't stand it. Rin faints and falls to the floor. We see another memory of Rin and Haru in bed together, naked. I wish I had been born as Haru's heart, Rin says, because then I could always be with you. If you died, Haru, I'd die with you. But then I couldn't kiss you, Haru says, holding her and kissing her. Haru, Rin thinks, but I... And then she remembers a man looking down at her, saying, Shut up, we don't want you. We never asked to have you. Rin suddenly wakes up, sweating and shaking. She realizes that she was asleep, or, like, passed out <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> She's like, was I asleep? I'm like, no, no, you were passed out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she struggles to her feet and thinks, I keep feeling worse and worse. I wonder if I'm still dreaming. And she looks out of the window and sees Haru and Akito together. And Akito casually and possessively pulls Haru close and leans on him. Oh, this sucks, she thinks. I'm always having bad dreams. I have to wake up. I have to open my eyes and end this. I'll end everything. Rin manages to, like, struggle her way to Shigure's house, and she, once inside, she calls for him, but no one's home. Then she suddenly gags and vomits. She remembers a time as a child. I can't throw up, she thought. I can't. I'll get in trouble again. Rin hears the sound of a bag dropping and turns and sees Toru standing in the doorway. Rin remembers her mother the same way, standing in the same way. Toru goes to help Rin, but Rin panics and screams, Ah, ah, don't get mad, don't get mad, don't get mad! Mama, Papa, please don't get mad at me! And Toru stands shocked. We transition away to the past, and Rin remembers that her childhood was happy. Her parents were loving. The other members of the Zodiac seem to have much, so much pain, but I'm different, baby baby Rin thinks. Papa and Mama are different. We always have fun. We're always smiling and happy. It was like we were in a play, she narrates. So like this this part all these parts in her memory sort of transition sometimes it's her like narration sometimes it's like her thoughts from the past mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a little convoluted but she remembers from the past she felt like she was happy and then she narrates we were in a play 
as if she's like looking back on the memory. In another memory, Rin sits down at dinner with her parents and she innocently asks, why do mom and papa always seem to be having so much fun? Isn't there anything that makes you sad? Her parents' smiles suddenly turn to grimaces. Who do you think we're doing this for? Her mother screams, swiping dishes violently off the table. Who do you think we try so hard for every single day? Give me a break! Rin looks at the broken dishes. The play came to an end, she narrates. We see baby baby Rin later that night clutching a doll, crying and apologizing to a closed door. Her father slides it open from the other side. Her parents say nothing. Her mother doesn't look at her. Her father reaches out and grabs her hair. Even though they hated me, even though I was a burden, they pushed themselves. They were always pushing themselves. And at the end, they broke and could never go back. They said they really didn't want me. In the present again, Shigure comes home and finds Toru holding Rin on the floor. I'm scared, Rin thinks. Haru, I'm scared. I'm so scared I can't take it. That's the end of chapter 78. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, this isn't going to be a fun episode. Yes, in case these, anybody... aren't, these aren't <laughs> fun chapters. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, last time was a good time. I'm glad we had that time because this time is a dark yeah. time. <laughs> Very dark time. Yeah, We were talking about the last... Uh chapters as being like a little bit of a kind of palate cleanser <laughs> and mm-hmm. yeah i was just kind of getting ready for <laughs> more <laughs> so good it's fine <laughs> so chapter 79 opens with another set of dark panels which we know by now is takaya's sort of like visual language for sadness so we're going straight into another terrible time so another memory from rin's past young rin who looks a bit older than when we last saw her stands outside what looks like a front door her fist clenched She narrates, I'll never forget that feeling every time I entered my house. That feeling, praying with all my heart, wondering if they were in a good mood or if they still hated me. I told myself I'd wait until it passed. It's like a stone, like a thing without feelings. Until that day when someday they forgive me. You'll forgive me, won't you? We can go back to the way things were, can't we? What looks like later, because Rin is now wearing like a school uniform that kind of looks like Kisa's, so maybe it's like middle school, I Mm -hmm. surmise. Rin walks down the street. She suddenly clutches her abdomen and collapses to the pavement. She looks over um, as she regains consciousness or just <laughs> as someone comes over and she sees a little kid. asleep? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but she she sees a little kid sneakers and hands and she kind of struggles and look up, looks up and finds out that it's baby Haru checking on her. He tells her to wait and he calls for Shisho. Rin closes her eyes again. It's Haru, she thinks. I feel like I haven't seen his face in a long time. We see another memory, a time before the incident with her parents. Rin and Haru play together, and Rin thinks, when I told him that I liked his soft white hair, his blank expression was cute. It is pretty cute. It is cute. It's adorable. <laughs> he, he looks kind of like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Rin wakes up later in the hospital, and the doctor tells Shisho that although Rin looks fine on the outside, inside her body is a mess. Surely she's been showing symptoms for a long time now, and he laments, if only people around her had noticed it sooner. Shisho notices that Rin is awake and asks if she's feeling better, and he introduces himself and asks if she remembers what happened. Rin suddenly sits up and says that she has to get home. He tells her that she needs to rest, that her parents have already been informed. I have to talk to them about what's happened, he says. Why? She demands to know. Stop it! Leave us alone! And baby Haru, who's sitting in the hallway outside, overhears him and comes in as Rin continues, to a concerned-looking Kazuma. It's because I'm bad! It's my fault! I have to go home! She thinks before things are beyond repair. Her mother arrives... And Rin, who was kind of struggling against Shisho, it looks like, looks over at her. It's fine, her mother says. You don't have to come home anymore. It's fine. Go somewhere where I won't see you. Because I just don't know anymore. I just don't know how to love you anymore. The doctor pulls Rin's mother aside, leaving Rin shocked. 
She remembers her parents' words. You don't have to come home, and we don't need you. She holds her head in her hands. Why, Haru says. How can she say things like that so easily? If we hear that from our parents, what are we supposed to do? Haru clenches his fists and yells, clearly angry. Rin thinks that she's been bad, but who do you think is the one who's being bad here? Rin looks over at him, surprised, and he continues to yell. Having people take their anger out on us, being laughed at, not taken seriously? We kids get hurt just like you do. Why can't you understand something so simple? Shisha tries to calm him down, but he continues, Apologize to Rin! Apologize! Apologize to Rin! The doctor and Rin's mother leave and shut the door behind them. Hey! He calls, I told you to apologize! Shisha tries to continue to calm him down, patting his back, and he pants. Haru, Rin says from the bed, and she cries. Thank you. A tear rolls down Haru's cheek, too, and he looks back at her with kind of a mix of sympathy and frustration and determination. It's a very intense look from a tiny child. (laughs) (laughs) Rin narrates that her parents never came to see her again, and she eventually moved in with Kagura's family, but it only made her feel worse. She couldn't sit at meals with them. Being in the house was agony, and being outside was agony. When I closed myself in my room, the anger, the hatred, and sadness that I had toward my parents and myself flowed up inside me, she narrates. Where did it go wrong? Were things beyond repair from the beginning? Should I have never been born? In another memory, Rin kneels and lays on her bed. A knock at the window draws her attention. It's baby Haru who asks if she wants to go for a walk. And Rin narrates that she would, when she would start to think about those things, Haru would appear. He would take her outside and talk about random things. In her memory, they sit outside and it's like chilly weather, and he offers her Odin. She says that he came to visit her all the time. I didn't hate any of it, she says. When I was with Haru, I didn't feel agony. Later in another memory, the two are older. And Rin asks how middle school is. Haru says it's kind of annoying. They don't like my hair or my attitude. So I think I have no choice but to get my ears pierced. (laughs) 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 What are you talking about, Rin says with a chuckle. She smiles a bright smile and says, you have interesting logic, Haru. Listen, I just want to stop and talk to you about Haru's (laughs) ear piercing. You'll see in my notes that I've added a photo. (laughs) 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 There's this, like, time where they came... Because I remember, like, a long time ago, I was like, we talked in this episode, another episode about Haru's ear, getting his ears pierced. And I was like, wow, he must have been young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it turns out that it was middle school. I can't tell if this was from a later time or the same time. He mm-hmm. looks younger, though. Anyway, whatever. All I'm saying is, now we know. I guess they do like. I could see them being middle school age in that flashback. Yeah, baby Yuki looks pretty young. What I'm talking about yeah. is the flashback to Rin <laughs> and Haru visiting Yuki in his room in chapter 69. Yeah, that's what I mean. 36. Like, yeah, like his face. Yuki's face looks young, but in the long shot, like they look kind of like gangly. Yeah, <laughs> they look like, like awkward, yeah, middle yeah. school, 12, 13-year-olds. Like limbs and stuff, yeah. <laughs> even Rin, too, still looks kind of gangly. Yeah. Rin's pretty tall, though. Even as a little kid, she looks like she was tall. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, Rin, I think it says... Actually, I don't know if it says in this chap- chapter, but Rin is, like, two years older than Haru, so... Yeah. It is explained in a sketch <laughs> in a couple <laughs> chapters. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Haru was a strange boy, Rin narrates. A kind boy. I felt like I might fall in love with him. Maybe I have fallen in love with him. No, I can't. A love from someone like me would be twisted. Later in a more recent memory, Rin is in her high school uniform. And it's the Haru that we know and love from, (laughs) that we met from earlier. They sit together on a couch. Rin, will you kiss me, he says. And Rin is taken aback and asks why. Because I like you, he says with a serious expression. And Rin is shocked and she blushes. We can't, she says. Akito will get mad. But if you ended up with another guy because of that, Haru says, I wouldn't be able to bear it. Or would you prefer another man? Of course not, Rin says. Haru, I like you, she thinks. I like you, Haru. I'm no good without you, Haru. 
When you're gone, Haru, I can't keep myself together. It has to be you. Leaning on you, relying on you, wanting you, Haru, wanting everything about you. My desire increases and increases. In the memory, Rin starts to cry and she thinks, a love like that seemed like it would someday crush Haru. And if he started to hate me and was gone and went away, she thinks of her parents. Haru asks if she thinks that he's pitying her. No, I don't, she says. I like you, he says, and he reaches out and holds her neck. So I want you, Rin. And he moves close, face close to hers. Do you not want me, Rin? He cups her cheek and kisses her, I guess, on the other cheek. This panel is, like, cut off on the side, but mm-hmm. it looks like he sort of adjusts on the couch because in the next panel they kiss. His hands, Her hands are on his chest and kind of under his open shirt, and his hands are on her waist. And Rin moves her hands to his collarbone, and we transition to another scene. Rin narrates, Reason has no effect. I love him too much. Even though I think it's wrong, I don't want to let go. My twisted self. Why can't we be more normal? She narrates that she started... Um, to want him more and more, but became more and more terrified that Akito would find out, which Akito does, and later confronts her about. In the main house, Akito asks if it's true that they're seeing each other, and Rin is shocked. She wonders how Akito found out or who told him. But Akito says, look at you, so unconcerned. When you do something, you really do it. How dreadful. Akito continues, this is why I hate women. They're cunning. Even long black trailing hair makes me sick. Rin thinks that she's scared of Akito. She can't disobey him. She can't help it. Akito comes closer and asks who instigated the relationship. Which of you will incur my displeasure? You see, Akito says, when I get mad, I can't really see what's around me. Hattori's left eye? That was unfortunate. It was me. I started it, Rin says in a panic. I started it, obviously. Akito considers this, then slaps Rin hard across the face. Women really are disgusting. You're shameless. Why do you lay your hands on my things? Akito says. And Rin, terrified, thinks of her mother's abuse. Or maybe you think you've beaten me, Akito says, and pulls Rin up suddenly by the collar of her uniform and pushes her to the window. Oh, oh, <laughs> I see you now. You're pathetic, Akito says with a derisive laugh. You, you're rotten to the core. You're completely hopeless. Not even being with Hatsaru can save you. Your darkness will eat through him. You need to know how little value you are, Akito says. You're just here to make the numbers match up. Don't ever forget that. Eyes full of malice, Akito finishes. You are not needed. Rin remembers her father's and his words, we don't need you, and thinks of Haru. And she thinks, but Haru did want me. There was someone who wanted me. Even though I'd been told that I was unwanted. I'm happy. What a happy thing. Thank you. I'm happy, but that's enough for me. This time, you have to be happy, she thinks. Hiro appears in the hallway, suddenly, and passes by the room just in time to see Akito push Rin out of the window. After she falls, he leans out the window and yells down to her, and Akito looks angry but satisfied. I'll release you, Rin thinks, from me, from Akito, from everything that binds you. I want to release you, Haru. Haru, your true happiness is in a bigger world. I'll look for it. I'll find it. In the present, in her room, Toru checks on Rin, sleeping in her bed, tears in the corners of her eyes, and we end on Rin's narration, because it's okay for it to end with nothing left in my hands. That's the end of chapter 79. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh... I only had to scream a little bit this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know where to start. (laughs) Yeah. This is another one of those ones that get worse when you're older and reading it again. (laughs) I know, children. Yeah. (laughs) I can't remember which episode we were talking about. You were like, children. I can't remember. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Probably like about Uo or something. Mm -hmm. Just like 
poor babies. Anyway, so <laughs> sad. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's also, like, much more obvious how much, like, Rin's abuse has affected her personality and thought process. Mm-hmm. That's for sure like, true. Yeah, like, especially the part when she has a flashback of her falling in love with Haru. And she keeps thinking about it, like, just like a normal, you know, normal affection and love being, like, wrong. Because she's like, oh, I'm worthless and I'm mm-hmm. a burden and all this stuff. Like, And just, like, every single bad thing that happens <laughs> is, like, she thinks that it's either her fault or, like, it reminds her. Like, she constantly remembers the things that her parents told her and did to her. Mm-hmm throughout the chapter even like when Toru comes in yeah and she freaks out mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think the lines that really struck me is like during that like horror flashback when she's saying like like I love him too much even though I think it's wrong I don't want to let go my twisted self why can't I be more normal like yeah. this is normal you are normal <laughs> <laughs> this is very normal <laughs> yes it's very normal to want to depend on other people for emotional mm-hmm. support yeah but she just thinks that so her parents, her parents basically lied to her. They they covered up how they really felt with mm-hmm. what she thought was like genuine affection. Yeah, and then just told her that she was completely unwanted. So she like ruined. They ruined that sort of like foundation of what having a close relationship with someone is like. So then, of course, she thinks that it's wrong. Like that, it's all going to end terribly. Everything that she does is going to end terribly. Yeah, right? and any kind of trust she might have in. Like, any genuine care that someone might have for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that extends to Toru, I guess. Mm-hmm. I feel like the part that always gets me in this, these chapters is when Toru comes in and Rin is on the floor. And then she just, like, scream panics mm-hmm. and tells her not. And is like, don't get mad at me. Yeah. Like, it's so depressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, how Toru's eyes widen at that. Because you can tell she, like, instantly realizes, you know, not the details, but she knows what's what's up here yeah (laughs) she's like this is fucked up yeah yeah yeah, really (laughs) i'm probably just like what do i do now (laughs) i always interpreted it as the latter but i think you're right yeah because because of things that happen later so yeah like rin toru was probably always like uh something's up with rin because like she obviously was trying to avoid getting close Mm -hmm. to her but maybe it seems like she thought it was about her like she's always like kind of worried and then looking after her worriedly we saw the times they ran into each other since the beach yeah yeah and like you think all the time she's run into rin it's been you know rin's been really like standoffish and almost like aggressive at points like mm-hmm. just to walk in on her like that mm-hmm. like, that's gonna be such a flip of the switch for yes how toro sees her yes as a build-up to her character i think it's great mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because every time we see her she's like threatening everybody all the time Mm-hmm. And it turns out that it's all just like yeah, this yeah. cover up. Yeah, it's like everything we've seen so far makes perfect sense after reading these chapters mm-hmm. about Rin. Yeah, for sure. And I think mm-hmm. even like, I like how even at the beginning of these chapters we got like a lead into it where she sasses the hero. Mm-hmm. So it also like foreshadows a bit what he saw when she got pushed out of the window. Yeah. Which I think has already been foreshadowed a couple of times because he came and visited her in the hospital um, mm-hmm. when we first met her, right? And yeah. Which I assume is that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they've been foreshadowed time. to have some kind of connection, but this is... That sentence is the first one that kind of reveals that it's, you know, it's like, because you saw that, rather than it being like, that they known each other over some other kind of connection or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like some shared tragedy. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, and then the whole thing where he's asking her if it, like, 
basically seems to resent him for having a happy family, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I don't know if that's... <laughs> I wonder if that's true. I don't know that she resents it, but I think she just doesn't yeah. trust that it's real. <laughs> yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think she also... Rin does the thing... Rin does the thing where she, like, chooses something that makes other people uncomfortable and uses that mm-hmm. against them to try to, like, push them away. Yeah. So I think, like, Hiro knows that he has a good with his his parents as opposed to like other people in the zodiac i'm sure yeah you know he's very empathetic and self-aware <laughs> mm-hmm. even as a tiny child um yeah and so i mean he even apologizes after like kind of snapping back at her snap like mm-hmm. and he doesn't even really snap back but he's just like are you blaming me over this because i have <laughs> nice parents and yeah. then he's like sorry <laughs> yeah and then she just walks away <laughs> yeah i don't know if she's actually like envious of that or not she says that it hurts her it hurts her to stay with like kagura who yeah. also has a good relationship with her family, but yeah, I think it's probably like some kind of similar to Uo, like mm-hmm. when we had her flashback of like her being like, "This is weird, being in a, you know, happy has- household <laughs> with people who care about each other." Like, yeah. she just doesn't know how to deal with that. Yeah, and like deal with the fact that she wants it, doesn't have that, and wants that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet I think you're right. It's probably something mm-hmm. like that. Just kind of a complex character. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess on the surface, I don't know. She she obviously desperately wants to be, she wants someone to validate her existence, that she wants to be wanted by someone, just like everyone yeah. in the in the world, right? Yeah. And then basically everyone who is in a position to do that in her life uses, like, has been like, no, we didn't want you, or like Akito just, like, uses it against her, basically, mm-hmm. which is what happens later in the second chapter. Yeah. And we see that, like, that's why, like, Haru is so deeply important to her Mm -hmm. because he genuinely loved her and cared for her and still does Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we've seen that like hinted at before because we've had the whole thing about like oh i was dumped from haru and and then it becoming obvious that he that she was pushing him away for some reason for his sake but we Mm -hmm. didn't know why (laughs) Mm -hmm. well now i think we know why (laughs) yeah yeah and we kind of get a twofold reason here one is just her issues from her childhood her thinking that like her loving someone is a burden. Yes. And then also literally trying to protect him from Akito. Yes. <laughs> yes, Rin basically sacrifices herself when Akito starts to, or when Akito finds out mm-hmm. they're together and starts to threaten her. Yeah, and we've had lead up to that reveal for a while now, because like even the first mentions of Rin were about her getting out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. And we've also seen like some lingering shots of that scar on her back before. Yeah, there was one in this... There's one in chap- the first chapter that we read mm-hmm. now, and there's been a couple, like we've seen a couple, yeah. I think at least two or three times before. Mm-hmm. And also just kind of reference to her like poor health. Yeah. Like when she like turned into a horse at the beach and mm-hmm. just kind of her general like staggering sweatiness. I feel like we've seen yeah. a couple times. <laughs> mm-hmm. It wasn't very clear why. Yeah. Um, it's still not super clear why, actually. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's from the actual like in fall or yeah, it seems like seems to be more chronic though. Yeah, it seems like um like the years of abuse as a child like has fucked up her, you know, body. Yeah, it seems like. And that continues to be a problem and you know, being pushed out a window and then leaving the <laughs> hospital before you're supposed to probably doesn't help. Yes. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> you have all the health issues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the shot of the scar was pretty like knowing the reveal is pretty eerie because like it's when yeah. shikari is telling her to ask akito yeah well and then there is a, a even a little like memory 
before she goes to ask Akito, there's this like little panel. Um, well, she doesn't. Sorry, she didn't go to ask Akito. Akito probably like called her to sass her about their um, relationship. But yeah, mm-hmm. when Akito, there's it's there's yes, a lingering shot of her scar, and there's also like I think there's a lingering shot of like Akito's face also in the same, like her memory of Akito's face in that part too. Yeah, there is a shot when she has her like memories on the next page, on like a couple pages later. Yes. In that scene, they, like, look over their shoulders at each other. Like, neither one trusts the other one. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And yes. Oh, it's in the... Yeah, you're right. It's in the next scene where she's, like, digging around yeah. in the house. She's remembering him telling her to go ask Akito. And, <laughs> and the... then subsequently what happened when she yeah, was with Akito Yeah, and then the image last. of Akito's face, and then she passes out. <laughs> yes, then she passes out. She falls asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that we finally... It was finally revealed... You said dun-dun-dun, because mm-hmm. it was finally revealed that Rin's motivation is to, to break the curse... Yeah. So the reason that she went over to offer herself to Shigure was not for any other reason other than to try to manipulate him into telling him some, telling her something about the curse, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and I, when we first saw this scene, we just saw, like, basically right up until she actually starts asking yeah. the questions, and so now we get what they actually talked about. This is the continuation. And, yeah. Yeah. And why they were, like, you know, leaning in kind of an intimate pose there, because <laughs> she was trying to... She's trying to. She's desperately offering up anything she had. Yes, to I was, was going to say answer, seduce but... him, but more like I'll yeah. make an offer. <laughs> yeah, Shigure is interesting. So we haven't seen Shigure in a long time. Maybe we could talk mm-hmm. about him first, actually. Yeah, this is a very interesting Shigure scene. Yeah, there's one. This is the one scene of him, and I think the last time we really saw him prominently in this, uh, doing something in the series was the beach, not the beach, um, the parent teacher conference. Parent teacher conference. Yeah. yeah, so it's like a completely different. Shigure, basically. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. the Shigure that I think of when I think of Shigure, which mm-hmm. is the, the creepy asshole one. Yeah. Sometimes he can be nice, but Yeah, but he's very he's very self aware of his assholery in this scene, <laughs> so it's pretty interesting. And he's... pretty like down on himself, like Yeah, I find that to be really interesting because he said before like I'm the worst and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but the things that he says are, like, really... He's like, I have nothing... I have no merit. I have no, like, mm-hmm. status with Akito. I have nothing to offer, and I'm the worst. Like... Yeah. It's very interesting. Like, he seems to... Like, he's kind of jokingly said, like, I'm the worst kind of... Not jokingly, but kind of in a, like, oh, it is what it is. A flippant sort of way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he said, like, oh, yeah, I'm a terrible person. But here he seems to, like, really mean it. Like... Yeah, it seems like it. Unless he's really trying to... So Rin thinks... The other interesting thing is that Rin thinks that he's still hiding something. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Like, is he just trying to? Is he just saying this to like kind of like throw her off or to deceive her, or does he really think this? This is the eternal question about himself. Yeah. He seemed like his expressions seem pretty earnest in this. That's chapter, how I which feel it's hard to read. For, it's always hard to read Sugar. Ray, but... <laughs> I think that we would mm-hmm. Takaya would draw it in a way that we would know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that it would be obfuscated that much. Yeah, and like he's not really. Like, he's not hiding himself in this chapter. Like, you know, we've seen him pretending to be a different person. Mm-hmm. This is him being very Shigure. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's still being an asshole, but in, like, every way possible. But <laughs> he seems to be pretty genuine in the actual things he's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, him saying, like, maybe you should ask Akito himself, like, when he knows what happened to Rin is <laughs> a pretty dickish thing to say. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and I love how he's like, those who care should do something about it. And he's yeah. like, well, I told you I'm the worst, right? Mm-hmm. It does seem like he's just sort of 
it's not that he's trying to it doesn't seem he didn't answer any of her questions so mm-hmm. it's possible that he knows something that um that he doesn't want to tell her or like for whatever reason he doesn't want to tell her anything but it also mm-hmm. seems like he's not not being genuine about how he feels about himself like i think he is being genuine when he says like i'm the worst person and i yeah but but yeah she thinks that he's trying to i think it's interesting that she thinks he's still trying to cover something up Mm -hmm. and that could be i think that's partially just desperation on rin's end yeah probably because like when we have like earlier in the chapter when he was asking she's saying like even shigure didn't know anything did he yeah like (laughs) and then you see her like digging through files in the main house (laughs) yeah she's with an earshot of Aikido, so... Yes. <laughs> yeah, somehow she's... I wonder where... I don't know what she's... I wonder what she's looking for, but she's looking for some kind mm-hmm. of, like, documents that would yeah. have some kind of clue about how to break the curse. Yeah. It's in the how to break the curse file. Yeah. You look under H. <laughs> she's like, oh, I was looking under C for curse. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should look under B for break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's, like, digging around in boxes in these, like, records looking for something. And you're right, it is within, like, I mean, Akito could be anywhere. Like, so she goes, deliberately goes to the main house. And then when she, like, comes to and stands up and kind of staggers around, she sees, I don't know if it's real. Like, it could be a hallucination or, like, a memory of hers. Because Mm -hmm. she's like, am I dreaming? I don't think she's dreaming, but (laughs) she sees Akito with Haru. So you're right that it is in very close proximity to Akito. So, So, yeah, she's she's digging around. She thinks that she's going to know something, but he's hiding it and... Oh, and she also, I like that she mentioned, or I thought it was interesting that she makes, like, mentions Shigure's, like, quote-unquote favorite status. You have favorite of Akito's. Yeah. So I wonder if that is, I wonder if that's, like, widely known. Rin seems to know things about people. That Rin seems to also be sort of, like, empathetic or know mm-hmm. things about, observant, very observant, and, like, kind of know things about people. Yeah. Um, that sometimes they don't even know themselves, I guess. Yeah. I think there's been some mention that suggests that people know that, like, Shigure seems to have some kind of special privileges or <laughs> something with regard to Akito. Like, we've had... Hattori said that, I guess. And we've had the thing where, like, in the scene where Hattori and Shigure were talking that one time and someone's, like, comes to get Hattori for... Because Akito's upset or whatever. And yes. Shigure's like, oh, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, as if that's satisfactory instead of Hattori, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've definitely seen it. Mm-hmm. I think what's really interesting is the, like, self-deprecating laugh he has at being called Akito's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's grand. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And it's, mm-hmm. I guess he doesn't feel like he has any special privilege with Akito or special status. Yeah. But I actually, like, flip back to that original scene to go and see, like, if something had happened around that chapter mm-hmm. for him to be, like, especially, like... <laughs> An a-hole. <laughs> Well, I mean, especially like, haha, yeah, I'm Akito's favorite. Yeah. Sure. Like, I couldn't remember if they had vis- if he had like visited Akito recently at that point or mm-hmm. something. Did I didn't something see anything happen? around there. It is I right mean... before he like deliberately kind of goads Akito to go to the beach, so it might have been he might have been in that state of mind. But yeah, it could be it could be like related to something else that hasn't mm-hmm. been shown yet. I guess. Yeah. So I, I went back to see if there was anything around that time, but I didn't really see anything. That's so. funny. I just went back to see when it was. And I was like, mm-hmm. there it is. Because I wanted to see when, the con- like, what did they say before this conversation yeah, happened? Yeah, I did too. But It wasn't that interesting. Rin, no, is, just, <laughs> Rin is just yeah, like, I didn't break like, the window. <laughs> yeah, which is funny. <laughs> yes, so. it's still funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's basically like right up until the start of this conversation. Because like he literally, the last words he says are like, shall we begin or something? Rin's just like, tell me about the curse. You're lying. Yeah. 
It's interesting that Rin, like, grabs his collar. Rin's mm-hmm. so, like, physical with him. Yeah. Speaking of physical, should we talk about her and Haru? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I was like, that's probably everything with Shigure. How to transition. Yeah. Oh, good. Kayla has an idea. <laughs> yeah, we definitely should. Yeah. Let's talk about them. Mm-hmm. First of all, Haru is great. Yeah. I have to say. She said that she knew Haru from before. I wrote a little timeline. Because sometimes I get lost in the detail, especially in these type of chapters where it, like, flips back and forth between, like, the present and memories and then, like, further back memories. Yeah. So this is what I wrote. Her parents, her parents covered up their feelings and then suddenly cracked. And she was abused until she was, like, older, like, middle school-ish, and then ended up in the hospital. And she knew Haru from before. And Haru was the one who found her on the street that time where she ended up in the hospital. And he also mm-hmm. stood up for her in the hospital. And she said, thank you. I thought it was interesting in that scene where he also cries as well. Yeah. When he yells at her mom. Um, and also she shows there. She shows there and kind of tries mm-hmm. to, like, calm him down. So Yeah. And we know from, like, Haru's backstory that, you know, he has his, you know, black Haru thing. And mm-hmm. he had gotten, he had started doing martial arts with Shisho as part of a way of getting that under control. Yeah. It looks like he kind of went to his, like, he, he looked like, in the kind of last, last scene where he's yelling... It looks like mm-hmm. he's, like, gone black, as they say. Yeah, he's got the kind of, like, narrow pupils yeah. and stuff that we've seen. Angry eyes. Mm-hmm. Sort of shaded eyes and narrow pupils, yeah. Yeah. But it was it was a just rage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Cosmo's trying that hard to come down. <laughs> <her>. I mean... <laughs> he's like, there, there. <laughs> yeah. Keep shouting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's doing the, like, you're right, but you shouldn't say it. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Cosmo looks deeply concerned when yeah. when he's talking to Rin. Rin is like, I have to go home. But anyway, sorry, we're talking about Haru. So Yeah. <laughs> and then when so Rin eventually I mean they're kinda of, the timeline's kind of interrelated related, I guess, because then after the hospital Rin went to live with Kagura. But uh, like we were saying, it sucked for her it sucked that they have like a Kagura and her parents have a good relationship and she didn't I guess she it just made her feel even worse about her what happened with her parents. But mm-hmm. when she would start to feel sort of depressed, Haru would come and, like, visit her. And he would just, like, take her out of the house and talk about random shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they fell in love, which is yeah. adorable. I think your lead into this is, yeah. is accurate. They are, like, yeah. I think some of the more physical people in this yeah, series. Yeah, so they have, like, the m- probably the most physically intimate relationship like, we've this seen. This <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so spicy one scene. <laughs> yeah. Which we, I think we commented on it when, like, oh, they when they meet that one time. <laughs> yeah, because we're like, whoa, yes. that's a serious kiss right there. <laughs> it's like a full, like, he, like, bends her backwards, and it was like a yeah. full, like, deep, like, kiss. Yeah, that was funny. I forgot about mm-hmm. that. <laughs> I forgot that we talked about it like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time. It's cute. So, yeah, when you see this, you're like, oh, that makes sense. They were definitely sleeping together. Yeah, class, totally. So. <laughs> well, the, actually, the first memory, there's this one memory before where they're clearly naked. I don't know if it's the yeah. same time or if it's, like, a different time, but that's mm-hmm. the first one. And then it goes yeah. into this one later. So, like, as mm-hmm. you're reading it, <laughs> it's like, ooh, so spicy. Yeah. It's very sweet, though. Mm-hmm. I love how um, <laughs> Rin, Rin just can't believe that she could have a good relationship with him. And mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, want to kiss? And she's yeah. like, what? And then he's like, but because I, she's like, why? And he's like, because I like you. Like, <laughs> as if it's unfathomable, you know? Yeah. I think we've seen so far how dedicated he is to her. Mm-hmm. 
and this is like just the it's like we're finally seeing the beginning this is like the pre-breakup yeah and we're seeing that like Rin is equally dedicated to him she's just Mm -hmm. showing it by pushing him away right now because that's all she can think to do (laughs) she's like I don't want you to get hurt so I'm just gonna be as mean as possible until you Mm -hmm. leave me alone (laughs) until you go away because it's better for you if we're not together yeah which is depressing but Mm -hmm. I mean you can't blame her for thinking that way (laughs) no I mean there's with a, either uh, thing, either either her past or the event with Akito yeah, would be say, enough. There's a <laughs> whole physical threat that is... Yeah, but having both theirs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's the, just the... she, She's like, it's not possible for someone to love me without there being strings attached. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I mean, after accepting... And that, also Akito's <laughs> like, I'm going to stab him in the eye if you don't take credit yeah, exactly. for this, basically. <laughs> exactly. It's like, so what should I do? Yeah, should I be attacking you or him? You choose. Yeah. She's like, I pick me. Like, mm-hmm. she answers yeah. immediately. It's, I know it's heartbreaking, but sweet how quickly she, mm-hmm. as soon as that threat is made, she's like, obviously it was me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you see more of, like, the power Akita holds over the Zodiac, even because even before the physical threat is made, she's saying, I'm scared of Akito. I can't disobey. Mm-hmm. She's like, like, shrink back. I can't help it. Yeah. Like, she's like, I know I won't be able to do anything. Basically. Yeah, and it's like before Akito gets like at all physical or anything, just being in his presence is enough to terrify her. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting how Rin. So like even before when they when Haru is like I, like when Haru sort of confesses to her, and makes advances, she's like no, like Akito will get mad. So it's kind mm-hmm. of interesting that she knows that. Yeah. When others. I think haven't like I'm not really sure I was wondering if the I couldn't remember like the timeline like I wonder if the thing mm-hmm. happened with Kisa and Hiro before this that happens after okay um I think but um but I think I'm wondering if um maybe she knew about Hattori? the thing with Hatori might have just happened because like That's Akito possible. like de- deliberately directly references what happened to Hatori. right yeah so and that must have happened so before. I don't know if that like had just happened when she's like no Akito will get mad I'm like because that happened like pretty soon before the series and then this happens like probably also pretty soon before the series starts or around yeah. when the series starts yeah because she's um you know in the hospital part way through the series that's like, right because it's pretty far it's not super far but it's decently far into the series when they start going like oh rin got out of the hospital so it's around it's like right before the beach arc so it's probably yeah i think my assumption of the timeline here would be that you know stuff with hattori happens they start their relationship and then probably fairly early on in the series timeline that we've seen, Akito pushes her out the window. <laughs> right. Did she break up with Haru after the window or before? Must have after, been after she's in the hospital bed. That's right. <laughs> when we see the flashback. Yes, that's right. Her eyes all Because Haru went to visit her. Haru went to visit her. Yes. Yeah, so that was... Yeah, but it was a little before the beach art because that's when we first see like Rin walking around. She's out of the hospital. We get that little scene of like Haru throwing a tantrum in the classroom right because it's right after she broke up with him right <laughs> standing in the mm-hmm. sprinkler yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, yeah yeah you're right mm-hmm. i can't remember exactly i guess i could look that up because i remember we were kind of surprised we we're like oh they're talking about rin this early yeah i also it's just like it's interesting that it's such a, a character like rin is introduced so late mm-hmm. in the series now oh, here we go it's like chapter 43 okay yeah, because I've got a note that's working together to deal with Haru, <laughs> and then I've got something about Haru's mom, because he says something about, like, they called his parents after that. Yeah. My note says, something happens at school. <laughs> yeah. That's not very and clear. In, and then in my spoiler section, I have written, just okay. written for that. So, yeah, it's chapter 43. Yeah, I think you're right. 
That seems about the right time. Yeah, so that's when we had the breakup. <laughs> yep. I can't believe I just wrote something happens at school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that probably... So I think that's when she's getting ready to leave the hospital. So that would have been... Probably she'd been there a little while. Probably. At that point, because I imagine being pushed out a window gets you in the hospital for a little while. <laughs> yeah, I would assume that. <laughs> yeah. Plus she has Especially if you have delicate health. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like... <laughs> They're probably like, while you're here, we should uh, treat some other things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please don't run away. <laughs> yeah. It seems like so long ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. Chapter 43. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, I know. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like halfway through what we're at now yes almost. <laughs> a little over but yeah approximately mm-hmm. is that everything that we can say yeah. about haru probably mm-hmm. they're clearly affectionate mm-hmm. and also very affectionate very fa- <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> also and we we know that rune's trying to break the curse but like what she says is that she's trying to do it like for him basically like she's yeah. like your your happiness i like the the last like bit of narration that she has i think is really interesting where she says I want to release you from me, from Akito, from everything that binds you. I want to release you. Your true happiness is in a bigger world. I'll look for it. I'll find it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's not that mm-hmm. she's just trying to break the curse for herself. Yeah. she. Everything she's doing is for Haru. It's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a nice uh, like flip on what we've seen from her. Because, you know, at first she's pretty, you know, cold and standoffish, even toward Haru. But then, like, in that scene when they met up again, we could see that there was something else going on there. Mm-hmm. And even Haru says, Haru says that he realizes something else is behind this. It's not just that she wants to break up with him. Yeah. He seemed determined at the end of that. Yeah. As well. And now we see that, you know, he was right. She's <laughs> deeply in love and devoted to Haru. She's just trying to protect him and save him in this way. This is the way that she thinks she knows how mm-hmm. to do it, is to distance herself from him and try to yeah. try to do the best that she, she can for keep him. him yeah. Yeah, keep him safe away from her while she tries to break the curse for him. Yeah. Such a selfless motivation. Yeah, it's a good character reveal on it Rin is. for these chapters. She seems like, like a lot. She seems like such an <laughs> asshole <laughs> at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then <laughs> you have people like Shigure where it's like, he's it's like the opposite kind of reveal i think slowly where it's like he seems yeah. like he's the nice like friendly like dad type who wants to help everybody he's like oh he's letting yuki live with him he lets toru live with him like he wants to bring them together mm-hmm. he wants to all be like happy or whatever and then meanwhile in these like discussions that he has behind closed doors he's like i'm the worst person it's very interesting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure that it's like as true as he says i don't know mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of a the he's letting everyone do their thing for his own benefit, whereas yeah. Rune tries to push everyone away for their benefit, which she feels like is their benefit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wacky songs. <laughs> These crazy characters and their desires. These kids, man. <laughs> kids, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Children. <laughs> I actually I feel like when I was reading this this time... Like, I, I remember all these things that happened, like, that her parent, you know, her parents basically, like, flipped on her. But it, I felt mm-hmm. like it was so... Um, heart-wrenching where she's like why are you guys like happy all the time like just an innocent question that any kid would ask and it they just like it flips her whole world upside down Mm -hmm. yeah she's so tiny she's 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 sitting on a six i don't know know. probably like she's and it's yeah it's so sad she's yeah she's sitting on a pillow she can reach the table i I know and her little shoe falls off and then she's when she stands outside the door she's like holding a doll like clutching a doll Mm -hmm. i feel like it's something that only like a little you know like a yeah five or six year old kid would do mm-hmm. probably 
not only, but I mean, yeah. it's that kind of, seems like that kind of age, you know? Yeah. Before you're like seven or eight or so. <laughs> mm-hmm. You start to go like, I'm a big kid. I don't need my stuffed animals. And then in and your then heart, the lights go out. And I like, need all my stuffed animals. I know. <laughs> when I think of people who are or like these characters, the way they act when someone who's like eight or whatever, I think of like Haru yelling at them. That's like a mm-hmm. thing an eight-year-old kid would do. Like you still cry, yeah. but you're like, I'm going to yell, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a very like, Haru in that scene is a very like, I'm having so many emotions yeah. and I don't know how to deal with them because I'm tiny. Yes. Like, kind of thing. Like, His, I tried. Like he's screaming and crying at the same time. Yes. <laughs> I tried so hard to describe his expression. He looks back at this expression mm-hmm. at Rin and it's like this like just righteous anger. <laughs> yeah. It's very like I'm defending you but I'm really mad about it. Like I'll protect yeah. you and I'm really mad at the same time. Yeah. Very determined. Yeah. And you get a little heartbreak and call back to his own issues there when mm-hmm. like he says he says having people take their anger out on us. Then it's being laughed at, not being taken seriously. Yes. We kids get hurt just like you do, which, of course, we know is his whole mm-hmm. deal. It seems like he's a little bit older than when he had his, like, confrontation with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's, you know, obviously had in Cosmo's uh, <laughs> yeah. care somewhat now, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yay, Cosmo. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, at least Cosmo's here in this <laughs> chapter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you see more of Cosmo being just best dad to all the somas that he can that he's trying to be best person (laughs) and he says i'm kyo's father so i guess kyo i know that's so sweet yeah (laughs) he introduces himself he introduces himself as as kyo's foster father yes it's so cute that must have been a recent development too if this Mm -hmm. is there that around that age yeah cosmo's like i've been sewing over my head with all these baby somas and all their problems yeah Yeah, you might know me better as Kyo Soma's foster father. Do you remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's very sweet. <laughs> I like the idea that just happened and he's just so freaking proud of being Kyo's dad. <laughs> he's like, you know, Kyo's father. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> Meanwhile, Rin's like, who's Kyo? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I like that Haru goes and gets him. Like, he's like, I have to get mm-hmm. a responsible adult. Like, she yeah. show. <laughs> he's like, I know who can deal with broken Soma children. <laughs> <laughs> She shows the real superhero mm-hmm. <laughs> that we all needed, not convenience store man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we, can we talk about Akito in detail? Do we need sure. to? <laughs> I mean, I don't really want to, but I guess we should. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think Akito, there's a couple of really important things that happen with Akito in these chapters. Mm-hmm. When Rin wakes up, Akito is like all over Haru again, like we mm-hmm. saw at the beach. I don't have a particular other comment about that, except that... <laughs> <laughs> Except that it's happening. Akito's trying to, still trying to, like, cozy up to Haru and be really manipulative. Yeah, we've seen him be, like, you know, all over Haru, especially at the beach recently. Mm-hmm. So I think Haru is a quote-unquote favorite of Akito's. <laughs> so. I wonder if that's because... Which isn't a good thing. No. <laughs> but... <laughs> Do you think it's, like, because of finding out that Haru and Rin were in a relationship? Probably to some degree that's made Akito, like, way more possessive mm-hmm. of Haru in particular. I mean, we definitely get some glimpses of Akito's like violent insecurity in that <laughs> confrontation which we've seen a little of before violent insecurity like, is a great way to describe it yeah <laughs> yeah I think the particular line that struck out to me is when Akito's like do you think you've beaten me it's like yeah. what are you talking I about know. It's like, where did you get that from it's like that's obviously you got issues yes. there <laughs> a, a separate issue 
Yeah. Akito obviously has a lot of issues, but I think like we're starting mm-hmm. to get a better idea of them from this conversation. So like yeah. I've seen Akito be super possessive. We've seen Akito be like Akito feels possessive of the the Zodiac members, which is why Akito mm-hmm. it's like, oh Hattori's eye was unfortunate. But really like Akito was lashing out at Kana, I think, in that scene we yeah. saw. And and Hattori's eye like Hattori was the one who got hurt, but I think the real target mm-hmm. wasn't him. Yeah. And then we've seen, of course, like Kisa, the one who was punished for Hero and Kisa's relationship was Kisa. And Kisa mm-hmm. still probably doesn't know why. Yeah. But yeah, like we've, we've talked about before how the first several times you see Akito, he's just this terrifying, menacing presence. Mm-hmm. But we've started to see that it's all that violence and anger is obviously derived from a really, really fragile center yeah. that Akito has. Like, we've seen how how easily that possessiveness is triggered and how and threatened, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Despite being literal God, (laughs) (laughs) that like the slightest little threat to his position and possession of the Zodiac members is enough to send him into like a violent rage like this. We've definitely seen that and that that is what happened. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You summarized it well. Mm -hmm. Akito did the thing in this scene also of using the thing that bothers Rin the most against her. Mm -hmm. I think the line that was really interesting that stood out to me was when Akito was like, you're just here to make the numbers work out. We don't need you. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's really harsh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this coming from, you know, like, an Akito, or not Akito, Rin compares this to the abuse from her parents of being like, we don't need you. You know, Akito, as the yeah. god of the Zodiac, is in this position of, similar to, like, a parent, it's kind of like... Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about how, like, Akito, the, whatever, god of Zodiac, I guess, is supposed to... It, they all have this sort of, like, accepting circle, I guess. I don't really know. I mean, that's kind of the, yeah. what it seems like the gist is. Yeah. Well, it's not uncommon in different religions for, like, god figures to be compared to parent figures. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, like, really obvious in, like, Christian religions, that being one I'm familiar with being, you yeah. know, living in a Western, mostly Christian country. Yes. <laughs> but it's not the only one that has that kind of, like, god as a... Sort of, like, parental... Parental, protective, you know, punishing... <laughs> loving kind of figure you yes know? yeah <laughs> who will steer you right and love you no matter what yeah and correct you when you're going wrong so that kind of idea yes exactly so. i think this like i think that applies to akito and i think we've seen it akito acts on that by being the punisher mm-hmm. but i also think like the way that the zodiac have this like i can't i can't go against akito or like i it's like they want to be seen as being valued by Akito. Mm-hmm. And Akito uses that against them all the time. Like, that's basically the basis yeah. of Akito's sort of, like, emotional abuse is to be, like, you know, like, Haru, you know, you're just the dumb one. Nobody, you know, nobody thinks takes you seriously. Or, like, with Rin, it's, like, yeah. Akito says we're, you're not needed. But I looked it up. Yeah. I was also curious about this, so I looked it up, in a, like, in the Japanese and the other translation. And in the mm-hmm. Yen press, it says, I don't need you, which I also think is interesting. But I think mm-hmm. in the context, it's kind of um, ambiguous in Japanese, of course. But I think in the, the yeah. context of the conversation, I would have actually translated it as we don't need you. Like, yeah. because Akito's like, you're just here to make the numbers work out. Like, as mm-hmm. we were talking about the Zodiac. Yeah. And we've seen the Zodiac specifically compared to, like, a family. Mm-hmm. And so saying, like, another family that's like, we don't need you to yeah. bring, So To cut her off from all the things that are the places where she looks for validation and affection. Yeah. 
And it's also, we've seen Akito use, like, love as a weapon in the past, mm-hmm. too, in the form of God. Like, we saw that specifically in how he was treating Kyo and the beach arc. Yep. Like, after, like, breaking Kyo down, then he's like, I'll still love like, you. But I'll come visit you because you're my little monster and I love yes. you. Because <laughs> I'm your god. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he's like, but you hate me. He's like, no, no, I love no, you. No, you, <laughs> like, you're confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the feeling that you're feeling is love. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like you said, I think you said during that part of the V-Track, conflating like love and control or like fear, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Akito's good at that. Yeah. Depressingly good yeah. at that. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like all the places, you know, Rin is supposed to have a sense of love and belonging or keep telling her she's not needed. Mm-hmm. So. But it's interesting also at the end, she's like, but Haru, Haru said that he needed me. Mm-hmm. So she has that, um, which is part of why she resolves to like try to break the curse for him. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's a horrible scene, but it does seem to like trigger a positive realization for her Mm -hmm. because that seems to be where she like does genuinely go like haru did genuinely love me and want me and need Mm -hmm. me like rather than her being like oh no it's not it's not real before yes she sort of treated it like it wasn't genuine but something about this experience makes her realize that it was yeah a genuinely nice thing it's kind of i feel like we've seen that a couple of times recently with things that akito does like when akito was saying the stuff mostly during the beach arc like Hito was saying things mm-hmm. to Haru and he was like that's not true stop saying that yeah and like things that Akito told Yuki I can't remember exactly Yuki's been silently rebelling against them for a brief period of time though <laughs> mm-hmm. like that's not yeah. true I don't want to not have hope yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. and like um it's kind of interesting with all of them kind of starting to realize things like that mm-hmm. I think part of it is just you know growing up yeah and but I think part of it is also like Akito seems to be increasingly desperate and therefore yeah. less subtle <laughs> in his um, manipulation efforts. That does seem to be true. I, I mean, I don't know if it's just like we're seeing it because now we're building up to it in the mm-hmm. story, but it does seem like that's the case. Like it used to be very yeah. subtle. We saw like kind of subtle manipulation, like when Akito is talking yeah. to Tori and is like, oh, maybe you should do, maybe you should like erase her memories or like, yeah. I guess that's not very subtle, but it was more subtle than what I just said. <laughs> yeah. It's more like, oh, it's such a tragedy. It seems like her memories of you are what's causing yes. her such pain. Yeah. Like it was yeah. That's that is more so how it was phrased. And even like when we first saw Akito and he was talking to Yuki on the schoolyard and everything. Yeah, Akito's like, like, it, was, like... it seemed more subtle and in control. And yeah. Akito's been much less that when we've seen him that's lately. That's true. When he talked to Yuki at school, he was like, um, like, why didn't you come visit me? Like, it makes you sad when mm-hmm. you don't come visit me or whatever. It's like, I hope I don't need to teach you another lesson in that special room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one. <laughs> Yuki is like sweating and panicking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, now it seems like maybe I think Akito is try- going to further and further lengths to try to c- maintain like what seems to be like some sort of control over the relationships mm-hmm. that they have, the genius you have with other people. Including yeah. amongst themselves, just with yeah. someone other than Akito. So, mm-hmm. including, up to and including pushing people out of windows. There's something about, yeah. like, Hattori's eye was injured, but there's something about this one that's like, it really get something about Rin seems to really bother Akito. Something about Rin and Haru's yeah. relationship seems to really bother Akito. Yeah, this is, like, very deliberate. Like, when he's making the, you know, threat about Hattori and he says, like, oh, when I get mad, I can't really see what's around me. Like, he's being a dick, but he's kind of right. Like, when you go back to the Hattori mm-hmm. scene, he really did just, like, 
throw a fit and Hattori seems to get kind of hurt in the crossfire. Like <laughs> It does seem like that. It seems more like just kind of throwing a fit and hurting someone just because, you know, he doesn't care that much if mm-hmm. someone gets in the way. But this is very deliberate. I mean, he walks Rin up to the wall yeah, he and grabs her and pushes her. her I mean, like she, he, yeah, he picks her up by the shirt collar and pushes her to the wall and then pushes her out of the window. Yeah, Akito at the beach. I guess this kind of started escalating to where Akito like threw the thing at Kyo through the wind chime, mm-hmm. the chimeco at Kyo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and but yeah, but it seems to be particularly bad with Rin. And then I guess we didn't really see like Kisa got something bad happened to Kisa. She was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. We saw that Kisa got like slapped. It wasn't obvious yeah. what else happened. Yeah, and it wasn't, it was more of a passing thing, it seemed like. Like, it wasn't as, like, there's definitely a lot of, like, seems to be some extra rage involved in this scene with Also some, like, scene with premeditation. <laughs> like, Akito had yeah. to go up to the second floor <laughs> to, like... Yeah, like, this... <laughs> it's not like they just met there, you know? Yeah, like, this conversation started with Akito planning to hurt mm-hmm. Rin. It seems like that's the case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we also get some deliberate, I guess, misogyny. Mm-hmm. From Akito, which we haven't really That's seen true. specifically before. Yeah, we're stuck with that. Yeah, like we've seen kind of like he's more possessive of the male Zodiac members and more like dismissive, dismissive and or aggressive of the uh, female yeah. ones. But we have deliberately here like he says, "This is why I hate women. They're cunning. Even long black trailing hair makes me sick." Yeah. Like <laughs> Akito also talks about Toru in a similar way. I feel like mm-hmm. we've seen like not exactly the same. Um, like not so, but dismissive and sort of, he refers to it as like that woman and stuff like that. Yeah. I think we've seen. Yeah. It's very like, girls getting their cooties on my things. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Akito is like, yeah, how, how dare you treat my things this way? Yeah. Um, yeah. You're right. Girls getting their cooties on my things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we've seen, like we could have extrapolated that before, but it's, it's very direct in this chapter. Yes. Yeah, this puts the <laughs> puts a ties a puts a period on that sentence. I yeah. feel like <laughs> like before you'd be like, I think Akito may have some issues with women, and now it's but, like uh, now you can go like, oh, Akito, Akito has definitely issues has issues with, with women. women. <laughs> <laughs> what those issues are, it's not clear. Yeah, it's like, uh, but yeah, you're right. Akito seems to be very possessive of the sort of male members of the Junishi, like and and physically intimate with them, like we've seen a mm-hmm. number of times, and not so much the women. We don't see Akito interact with Kagura very much at all. Yeah. And so far we've only seen... I mean, there's just Rin and Kisa are the other options, right? So yeah, with both of them have varying levels of abuse that they've seen at the hands of Akito. So. Yeah. I don't know if there's more that can be said about that from that one scene right at this moment in time. Probably not. I think that's yeah. kind of it for discussion of Akito <laughs> for these chapters. Yeah. But good to note. We'll have yeah. to see what develops from, from here. Yeah. Yeah some interesting stuff seated here <laughs> hopefully because otherwise it's just depressing <laughs> yeah. but that scene does give us uh one other character we get some revelations on which is hero <laughs> right <laughs> hero saw yeah <laughs> hero was just happened to be there and yeah. saw what happened <laughs> which is traumatizing yeah and explains a lot of what we've seen from hero in the past yes <laughs> we know he's had some kind of connection to Rin in the past and we know he was pushing Kisa away because he's afraid of Akito hurting her again Mm -hmm. and uh, now we know why (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah that's legit (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
I guess I don't. I guess so. This must have happened after Kisa was hurt. Kisa must have been hurt before this because Hiro mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have told Akito that mm-hmm. he had feelings for her if he had seen this. I don't think. Yeah. I don't know if they ever. I don't remember if it's like clearly established when that happened, but they seem mm-hmm. to be pretty young. And Hiro looks like he's a little bit older. Yeah, Hiro looks similar to how we see him now. Yeah. In the flashback scene. Yeah. So. But yes, wanting to not get too close to Kisa is legitimate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hiro seems to know that he, she's trying to... Not seems to. He se- he knows that she's trying to break the curse, too. Mm-hmm. So they seem yeah. to have sort of a close relationship. Yeah, it seems like she might have been like more accepting of his uh, like interactions earlier on. Like when she was still in the hospital or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> too weak to push him away. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like he seems to know. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, like tolerated him. Mm-hmm. Visiting her rather than just being really sassy with him right away. Yeah. And, like, that's obviously, like, it's been made clear in the past that, like, not everyone knows exactly what happened to Rin to get her in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I think most of them so, don't. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, a rough thing for him to be keeping to himself. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, I can't even imagine what Akito said to him after that because he's, Who like, knows? right next to I know. Akito. Akito's right there. The scene just cuts <laughs> During off. During that scene, yeah. With Hiro, like, looking out the window, like, who knows what Akito did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Akito used that as a like a warning to him too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's horrific. Yes. <laughs> thing to witness at like twelve that age or whatever. Imagine, yeah. I mean, at any age, but particularly as a yeah. helpless child. Yes. Yeah. And helpless Akito... child seeing the you know master of your life push yes. out, <laughs> push one Another of your relatives out the window. window. Yes. <laughs> For displeasing him. Yes. <laughs> yes. When you say it like that, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Akito—I mean Akito—Hero um, was also so just kind and empathetic. I feel like it would affect him mm-hmm. even more than maybe other people, you know. Yeah. So I have one thing to add. Mm-hmm. So there's—I think it's interesting. I have my thing. You know, you have the feather thing. <laughs> I have the meal thing that we've talked about many times of people sitting together and and dining together. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting that. In Rin's mom, the scene where her family kind of falls apart is at during a meal. Yeah. And then Rin says that she can't, like, sit and eat with Kagura's family. Mm-hmm. But she can eat with Haru. Haru brings her food later in that yeah. scene. It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw that out there. Add those yeah. to my... <laughs> yeah. It looks like her mom, like, completely flips the table, by the way. I don't know. Like, the... no table there anymore. Yeah. It was hard to, it's hard to tell, but she does something <laughs> yeah. insane. Like, she... Or all the dishes yeah. are off the table. Mm-hmm. There's clearly a table runner or something on the floor. <laughs> I saw yeah. a placemat, and Rin is just holding a bowl. Like it's so sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. The table's like not there. It could have been flipped over. Yeah. Even when she starts to yell, the dad just like looks at her. It's crazy. Yeah. But it's just an interesting like, you yeah. know, all the normalcy, the point in our in their lives where they're supposed to be having this like sort of normal, you know, family, um, like experience becomes totally yeah. upside down in those times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously kind of sours that experience for her in the future because we've seen her. We've seen, um, you know, it also made a very scene from earlier becomes more poignant when we had the scene where Hero visits her in the hospital. Yeah. And she's like throwing the food on the ground. Yeah, she knocked the food off the table. Yeah. (laughs) She clearly has some kind of issue associated with that. We do get some nice uh, entries into the feather theory in these chapters, Oh, too. yeah, speaking of which. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got lots of black feathers during the scene where Akita's pushing her out the window, and then mm-hmm. some lovely white feathers, and she's 
resolving to free Haru. Yes. <laughs> it all fits so well <laughs> into the feather theory. <laughs> yes. It's textbook feather theory. Textbook feather theory. Textbook execution. <laughs> From Sakaya. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Is that everything we can talk about that's not spoilery? I have one more thing. Okay, good. That I thought of when you were talking about resolve. Okay. Uh, so both Rin and Toru want to break the curse. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about yeah. that. That's important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I think that that. Mm-hmm. Yes, we we see yep. that now. They're mm-hmm. trying to and for similar motivations. Yes. They want to free someone they care about. Yeah, it's not really about them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for Toru, I feel like it's like I want to free all of them, but also yeah. in particular Kyo. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's talked about like Toru in the past has talked about like all the harm the curse causes people, but it's yeah. not until. She learns about Kyo getting locked up that she starts going like, there's got to be a way to break the curse. Yeah. So. And I think like it's sometimes it's phrased as like, I want to help them like make their meet their goals and stuff like with Momiji we saw, I think most recently. Yeah. And so I want to break the curse, but I think it is mostly motivated by yeah. Kyo. Yeah, I think Kyo triggered that motivation in her. Mm-hmm. Like she's always wanted to help them in some way and knows that the curse is hurting them, but that's the one that made her go like. Like, Maybe there's no. a way to break the curse. Like, <laughs> I won't stand yeah. for this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So they're motivated. You're right. That's a good thing to point out. They're motivated mm-hmm. to break the curse and for similar reasons. Yep. And Nikita was motivated to not let that happen under any circumstance, yeah. including up to and including pushing people out of windows. Yeah. <laughs> good times. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean awful times. Yeah. Okay. Is that everything we can talk about without spoilers? I think that's the big things I've written down. Okay, good. <laughs> I have some spoilers. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple things. All right. <laughs> Although this uh, this chapter's resolved a lot of previous spoiler talk. Yeah, so. lots of we talked about Rin a lot because I love Rin. So yeah. <laughs> well, it's like yay, there's more Rin. Oh, this is like building up to her issues. Yeah. <laughs> and now we saw them. <laughs> yeah. I think the buildup of. Rin's character is really well done in this series. I think I agree I mean, with like you. Like the stuff you see early on, and then with these chapters, you just kind of go, "Oh, oh!" <laughs> she becomes way more sympathetic. Yeah, I could see why if you were reading this through the first time, like maybe you wouldn't be so fond of her. She's yeah. just kind of a constant like negative attitude, and just yeah, kind of doesn't move things forward. Yeah, she's pretty deliberately off-putting in the her first few appearances, mm-hmm. but like this, these chapters explain. Like everything yeah. about what you've seen from Rin before, and it so. makes her a more. It's like you know that she's mm-hmm. doing. She does what she does for like non nefarious purposes, which yeah. I don't think we can say about a lot of characters in the series. <laughs> Shigure, I mean, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of like really selfless characters. I think when you first meet Rin, you wouldn't think to count her as that, but no. she is one of the more selfless. Yeah. Characters in the series. I think she's up there with Toru. They have the same motivation, yeah. like we were just talking about. So. Mm-hmm. I think like Haru is too. I mean. Yeah. He cares about other people. Yeah. To the point where Yuki's like, please care about yourself yeah, Yuki, more. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, Yuki even comments on that. <laughs> I think Yuki cares about other people. He just, like, can't. He, dr- yeah. he just isn't able to. Yeah, lots of characters. There's several other characters that are good characters, good people. But, you know, the level of selflessness that's on display from people like Toru and Rin is, you know, above and beyond. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Almost unnatural, one might say. Yeah. 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 It's exciting. I'm glad we get to, like, we don't have to be like, hey, Rin's here again. It's like... Yep. Now we get to move Rin forward, which is nice. Yep. Now we can openly gush about Rin. Oh my god. Yeah, even more so than we already do. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? We get to do it next time too, because <laughs> yeah. also part of the next two chapters that we're covering also covers Rin. So it'll be a good yeah. time. We get some more Rin for a little while here. Yes. Yeah. Which I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. 
<laughs> Next time we'll talk about chapters 80 and 81, which will be another probably somewhat depressing, but also um, good time. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. I think we got, we got some shenanigans mixed in with the depressing. Yes. Time, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's a student council situation coming up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. It'll be a good time. <laughs> okay. Um, you can rate and review and subscribe, and you can send us <laughs> comments. I saw some ask. I have some asks to answer on Tumblr. My bad. <laughs> I'll get to that soon, very soon. <laughs> and you can always donate to our Kofi if you want. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. to talk about these when there's it's sad because we can't get make up as many jokes yeah. <laughs> sometimes you make jokes about the sadness <laughs> like written falling asleep yeah i know <laughs> you're not asleep you need to go to a hospital yeah. <laughs> can you make a public service announcement about that yeah <laughs> if you wake up and you <laughs> if you quote unquote wake up after you've yeah. been feeling sick you should probably go to the er <laughs> yeah on the floor yes <laughs> staring at the ceiling being like what time it is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> am i having a dream no you're hallucinating <laughs> yeah. you're not having a dream because you didn't fall asleep yeah you, you lost like blood flow to your brain for long yeah. enough that you were not conscious <laughs> oh good times hey yeah. we're back to talk about spoilers <laughs> oh we still get a laugh out of the sadness yeah <laughs> uh, spoilers spoilers rin speaking of oh the time we, there i was like well there's other times when she like feels the same way i guess that's technically a spoiler of what we were just talking about where she she like passes out and has like mem this kind of like memory hallucination situation happening yeah <laughs> where like haru comes and picks her up it's great mm -hmm. also yeah. one of my favorite times that's a long yeah. time from now but that's okay yeah, spoilers. Rin's life continues to suck. It's terrible. Yeah, this isn't even the... I don't know. Is this worse or being locked in the cat's room the worst? Hmm. Probably the cat's the, room. I don't know. I think the years of abuse from your parents <laughs> and like, getting pushed out a window by God is pretty They're bad. They're all bad. It's so bad. <laughs> You're right. What am I saying? It's not like you compare one traumatic experience with another yeah, I mean, and rank them. It's just like... Any one of these would be a solid tragic backstory for a single character, but she's just got all them, just them. all stacked on top of each other. Uh, well, that's because Akito associates her with Ren, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that Akito was like, and then you women with your long black hair. I was like, oh, that's not directed at anyone specific. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, who are you talking to, Akito? Yeah. <laughs> Whenever people argue in the story, they're always talking to themselves, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> we, we should realize that by now. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever argues with each other. They only ever argue with themselves. Yeah. It's interesting that you bring up Akito's misogyny. Mm -hmm. It is interesting to see yep. so clearly. Yep. And it is, in fact, internalized misogyny. Yes. <laughs> women are bad. You should be a man. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. All women do are take my things. Yeah. <laughs> That's what all women do all the time. Yeah. It's like, and I feel like I'm close to losing my things because someone's drilled into my head since I was a child that I'm not actually worthy of love. Yes. Rin and uh, Kido actually have very similar situations. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I see where this, this like, dial, this, like, um, you know, like, the way that Akito is like, you just don't, you forget that you don't mean anything and that no one will ever love you. It's like, yeah. oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, like... Akito hates Rin because Rin is Akito. both her mother and herself. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's true.
the really interesting thing that I noticed is like, so Rin has all of these different like memories of her parents when thing bad things are happening. Sometimes it's her dad, and sometimes it's mm-hmm. her mom. And she specifically remembers her mother when Akito is attacking her. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's not foreshadowing at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she also remembers her mother with, when the scene with Toru, where Toru finds her. And Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting how sometimes it flips back and forth between who is who she remembers. Yeah. It's interesting that it se- almost seems like her mother was the more violent mm-hmm. and directly abusive one. Like, we see her dad grab her by the hair in that one scene, but... Other than that, nothing. Her mom's the one who, like, flips out and flips the table and then like most of her memories seem most of the traumatic memories seem to for violence seem to revolve around her mother yeah the ones around her father seem to be the you're not needed we don't want you thing Mm -hmm. yeah she has this like she's afraid of you know like the abuse of women and then she has this fear of being rejected by men that probably stems i mean or whatever you know but yeah at least it's sort of like it seems to be paired that way based on the sort of like imagery that is shown Mm -hmm. when things happen yeah that's what it seems like to me yeah there's definitely a connection in her mind even if she's not consciously yeah thinking that way it seems like that's the case and it's reinforced by akito and the memory that she has with akito Mm -hmm. while she's with akito that is yeah so you know who else wants the curse to break Shigure. Yeah. <laughs> but he, it's funny because he's like, well, I don't really mind being cursed because, like, he doesn't, he wants to be with Akito, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah. He just wants it to break so that nobody else is with attached Akito. to Akito. Akito, yeah. yes. So, so he's like, I don't care if it breaks or not, but it's like, you do, but yeah. you really don't. She's like, don't you care? The interesting question is that Rin is like, don't you care if you're cursed, Granny? And then he's kind of like, well, those who care should yeah. break it. <laughs> yeah, it's like the curse itself isn't a problem It's for irrelevant him. to him. Like, we even see that, like, later on where he talks about, like, he felt that happiness when Nikita was born and has never really mm-hmm. had it turn sour unlike everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, but he still wants it to break so he can have Akito all to himself. That's also definitely true. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's like he's, like, manipulating things so that, you know, it'll break kind of in the way he wants it to. Yeah, he wants to Akito to push everyone away for everyone's relationship with Akito to sour so that he has yeah. Akito to himself. Mm-hmm. Which kind of does make him the worst of the worst. Really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, if you spell it out like that. Yeah. yeah like he... Akito, Shigure is manipulating Akito behind the scenes so that Akito can manipulate everybody else. Yeah. He and Akito kind of deserve each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that Akito is a sympathetic character. Yeah. I don't, I'm not convinced that Shigure is... No, um, I apologize to everyone who likes him, but I don't like Shigure him very is much. a fascinating character. He's very interesting, yes. But he's never I enjoy like, that he's there. Yeah, he's never really one you feel like compassion for. I don't, at least. Yeah, I know there's a lot of people who like Shigure, yeah, but I, I don't know why. I actually. like him. I just don't. <laughs> I you like know, him. You don't. I don't. You know. There's no scene where I'm like, oh, Shigure, like I am with every other character, including Akito. I'm, kind of like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, oh, you patted Toro on the head, but I know who you are deep down inside. Yeah. <laughs> Like, once in a while, I'm like, oh, you know, you're an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, oh, cut the crap. (laughs) It's like, it's nice that you know you're an asshole. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) I think he does, like, it's not like he hates everyone. It's not like he hates people. Like, it's just that he puts everyone, his his desires above everyone else's needs. Yeah. He even said that to Mayuko. Mayuko's like, don't put so much on Toru. And he's like, it's not my job. Like, I don't have to care about what she's going through. He's interesting because he's like. He knows he's a bad person. Occasionally he feels bad about it, but not ever enough to change his behavior. Yeah. Like, it's very clear. Yeah. 
but then it's like yeah it's kind of funny he he says all these things like he's like i'm the worst like i don't have any merit i'm a terrible person but it's Mm -hmm. like so he's resigned to his like singular desire to Mm -hmm. be you know close to keto and kind of like structures everything in his life around that like he moved out to manipulate aikido he sleeps with with retin to manipulate aikido Mm -hmm. he encourages everyone to do things that bother aikido like he's like oh i would never want to make aikido mad but it's like that's bullshit (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i feel like he's almost like especially like we talked about you said about him being resigned i almost feel like he's like well, at this point, I'm so committed to all my uh, my shtick with trying to get a keto to myself that I don't really have he's any like, other choice. Like he's like Lady Macbething it. Yeah, <laughs> like nowhere to I mean, go but down. I made myself laugh my own joke. Yeah, it is a good one. <laughs> he's in so far steeped or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> forget exactly what it is. The line is. <laughs> See him washing his hands. God damn spot. How did spot. I say? <laughs> The vein of five had a wife. <laughs> Where's Chanel? Uh, we're nerds. <laughs> <laughs> These are the rants that people want. <laughs> the tangents that people want. <laughs> I feel like Macbeth is the hippest Shakespeare play. That's an yeah. un- it's an un- not a, it's a subjective opinion. It's just my opinion. <laughs> Except for the one where they all turn into donkeys or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> yeah, I love Macbeth. It's fine. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so anyway, Fruits Basket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. He he does seem yeah to like beyond resignation. It's not like he's just like, well, this is fine the way it is. It's like, well, I know what I want, so mm-hmm. I'll just make it happen. And yeah. I don't care how long it takes, and I don't care if it like doesn't work out because I still have what I want. Yeah, I just want it to be like more what I want. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, I've been working at this for years and Clearly. burned many bridges in the process, so Clearly. I'm not going to turn back on it now. <laughs> like the only one who like a Tori will kind of like tolerate him, mm-hmm. and he and Yami are like friends, but I don't think they're like. I don't think they they're don't very close. Have... Like no, like they're kind of. They're like pals more than friends, you know. Like they, yeah. like they, get along, hanging out on the surface level. But it doesn't it seem like, like they that. like have deep conversations with each other or anything. No, it doesn't seem like that's true. Yeah, but like, I think Hattori is friends with both of them. Yeah, <laughs> they're Sad, both for, sadly for Hattori. Hattori, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> they have. Shigeru has these, like, deep conversations with Hattori, but it's still very guarded, I think. He's mm-hmm. still kind of like, well, I know what I want, and I'm working toward it. And Tori's like, okay, can you just not be an asshole? Yeah. And, and he's like, nope. And, and he's like, can you be slightly less of an asshole? Of an and asshole? he's like, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making any promises. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I think with Ayame, Hattori, Ayame respects Hattori, yeah. so they have a different kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. So. I don't think Shigeru respects anybody. No, not <laughs> only even himself. himself. Oh, maybe <laughs> he thinks he's the worst. Yeah, he definitely doesn't respect Akito. So no. <laughs> is there other things that we need to talk about that are spoilery? Uh, Do you have any other things to say about Akito's like internalized misogyny? I think that's an interesting idea. I'm just not very prepared to talk about it right now. We'll have yeah. to be soon. But... Yeah, I think I think we had to save some of that discussion for the reveal. It's just interesting that it's seeded into the story at this point. Yeah, it is. It's like I, I was. I mean, I know that Akito has that issue with 
with Rin, but I wasn't expecting it at this time. Yeah. Like in this scene. So. Yeah, we really saw a lot of Akita's issues on display in this chapter that we don't really get explained for mm-hmm. a little while longer. So it's pretty interesting. It's true. It's building up, but I feel like this is kind of like a boiling point. I think you're right mm-hmm. that this is like Akito's, like the style of abuse that Akito is using is escalating, whether yeah. it's because the characters are more like um, aware of it now or trying to be more independent. Like, is it the point in their lives where they're all trying to like sort of move away from their relationship with Akito or with mm-hmm. other build relationships with other people? Yeah. And Akito, Akito feels that threat. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's not necessarily stated exactly what the, the, the curse is the bond that they have with Akito, but what exactly does the bond feel like? It's like not very clear. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Akito can actually like feel them sort of moving away from, mm-hmm. from her. I don't know. Yeah. We know we, we know she can feel it when they break later on. So. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like some unease that she doesn't quite know what is causing it. Yes. The feeling that something's coming. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Something about the break. Soon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Summer jokes forever. Yeah, the only things I had on my spoilers were Shigeru and Akito and Akito and Rin, parentheses, and Ren. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then I I have the question, but I think I asked you in the non-spoilers, which was like, does Shigeru, um, is Shigeru actually lying that he doesn't know how to break the curse? Mm-hmm. Or that he knows, he, yeah, he doesn't know how to break the curse. Well, eventually what he says is that, like, it's just going to break on its own. So depends on how you interpret knowing how to break the curse, yeah. I guess. Cause... He also tells Ren that they it's yeah. like they have they have a bunch of conversations later. Like it, they're he's very like reticent at first in this conversation to tell her anything. But then mm-hmm. later it seems like they're like kind of like not closer because I don't think people really get close to Shigure. Yeah. But more like they're more on the same page about yeah. it. They have this conversation later where mm-hmm. he yeah. says that and Rin's like okay I don't care as long as it eventually breaks and Toru's like that's not soon enough which yeah. is also great. Yeah it's a good scene. Yeah even in this scene they have an interesting relationship like like Shigeru doesn't like fuck around with trying to pretend to be nicer than he is mm-hmm. which he usually does even in front of like Hattori to some degree mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah and he does with like Yuki and Kyo most of the time Yeah, Actually all the time I think it's really yeah, around Hattori he kind of lets his guard down. Yeah but... With Rin's, like, he doesn't even bother. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe he knows that she'll see through it. I don't know. Yeah. I think he's being honest, and he's like, I don't know how to break it. And then later on, he's like, my theory is that it's just going to break on its own. Which, yeah. even then, I think he calls it a theory. Like, he doesn't know for sure what's going to happen. Yeah, it doesn't seem like anybody knows. Yeah. I wonder if, I guess, and Shigeru probably never knows that Karina's curse is already broken. He but knows. But I think that they kind of know. Cause he knows because he, he asks her later on. Or him later on. Because, um, mm-hmm. like, during the... <laughs> I can't remember if we've seen the phone call yet. I don't think so. What phone call? He calls Kareno. Oh, and he's like a Kareno huge asshole. Yeah, and he actually, yeah. he asked if, like, your curse is broken, isn't it? Yeah. And, and um, like, but, like, it, we see that phone call without that line at first, and then, like, during the reveal of Kareno, we get the whole conversation, but. Okay. Yeah, we haven't seen yeah, that yet. Yeah, because we haven't seen that he hates Kareno yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we've seen that he doesn't care for Kareno, but yeah, we haven't seen anything yeah. more than that. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, I forgot. Yeah, we haven't seen more than the like typical, like, I don't know, Kareno's kind of weird. We don't really talk to him much <laughs> that like everyone has. And him being a little like <laughs> condescending about it. But, yeah. <laughs> but she curries. Like, 
like hates Gray, Gray. which is hysterical. <laughs> Gray like has a dartboard in the back of his office that he like throws darts at Carino's photo and <laughs> tears up little photos of yeah. him. And it's really hysterical because <laughs> Carino's so like yeah bland and inoffensive about everything. And he's like, "What did I do?" <laughs> Gray's like, "You know what you did." Like, he knows what. Like, yeah. He knows why, but he's just like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Like, let it go, bro. And Shigure's like, I'll never yeah. let it like, go. Like, you can't imagine, like, anyone hating someone like Kareno with the vehemence that <laughs> Shigure hates Kareno. It's, it's hysterical. <laughs> it is hysterical. It's very funny and strange. <laughs> Shigure doesn't seem to really hate anyone, like, other than Kareno. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, he doesn't have very strong like, oh, I don't care about most people. people, but that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It is sort of ridiculous when you <laughs> put it like that. <laughs> yeah. Also, he should be mad at Akito, but I mean, I guess, like, that's, yeah. you know, whatever. That's their thing. <laughs> it is, yes. They blame other people for the... their relationship problems. <laughs> yes. When it's like, you just shouldn't that's why be they're together. perfect for each other. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're perfect for each other because they're terrible for each other, and they shouldn't be subjected, and no one else should be subjected, subjected to, to them. them. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Akito's not so bad after the curse breaks, but Shigure is still yeah. mysteriously suspicious after, I think. Yeah. 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 You have to hope he chills out a little bit, but we don't really see much post-curse Shigure. Yeah. No. <laughs> I seriously doubt that he would, though. I think he's, like, very possessive of Akito. Yeah. The relationship is kind of fascinating and how fucked up it is. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I can't wait to see more. I mean. It's just so mutually possessive, and the, they just, like, fuck over so many other people in the process of, like, trying to get yeah. at each other. They have, like, a real, like, um, like, film noir relationship, you know? Yeah. Just dramatically possessive. They have all these, like, I feel like I made a comment about how dramatic some of their scenes are before. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I don't know what's going on here, but this is intense. Yeah. I feel like I will... <laughs> If I can't have you, I will burn down the world to spite you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not like a nobody else can. It's like a, if I can't have you, fuck everything. Yeah. (laughs) Can't have you, I'm going to throw a fucking temper tantrum and I don't care who's in the way. (laughs) (laughs) And then yet Akito is like, but I need to be surrounded by my harem of (laughs) other Zodiac people who have to be devoted to me. Mm -hmm. And you feel like. Her insecurity about her relationship with Shigure is a contributing factor to that. Like, yeah, that's probably true. I think if she had a more secure, healthy relationship with Shigure, she would probably be less possessive of everyone else because her whole issue is the whole like, oh, they don't really love you. Yeah. Inside <laughs> Shigure is like, I'll do anything to get you. But outside, yeah. he's like, I'll leave you at the drop of a hat. And Akita yeah. was like, no, <laughs> you're mine. Like, it's very, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> It's like, open your mouths, say some words, yeah. talk to each other. <laughs> Just say, I care about you. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you know. you're like, what was that What was that middle word? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> say that again. <laughs> La, of? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Lesbians? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other L word. <laughs> the other... <laughs> Good. Obligatory Scott Pilgrim joke, too. with you. <laughs> what? I was definitely like, oh, I don't know if we should comment on Akito. Is it, like, Akito's possessiveness with all these men is some kind of, like, 
you know, is there like a homosexual overtone to this? Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, I can't do that in good consciousness, knowing what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Just leave it at being super possessive and then hating women. <laughs> Misogynistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay in time in time all will be revealed yeah it's getting there but we'll never understand why they (laughs) want to be in a relationship in the first place no (laughs) (laughs) at least i never will (laughs) i think we're pretty close to some of these reveals like yeah let's pull up the old chart like a couple volumes because we're starting to get the hints pretty fast (laughs) everyone who's waiting for sword of cinderella it's two volumes from now it's like (laughs) um Chapter 45. I mean, sorry, not, not chapter four. Chapter 86. Mm-hmm. We're in, what did I just say? 80? So we're yeah, only next... a few episodes away. Two, yep. three, four episodes away. Yeah. And then the Kareno and Akito reveals happen shortly after that. Yes. Yeah. it's when Toru goes to meet him and give him the thing. Oh, Kyoko and Kasu's backstory is coming up. Mm, that's going to oh, be sad. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, Momiji gives him the recording, doesn't he? Anyway, I don't know. But. Yeah, but afterward when they meet, like... Yes. Yeah, I mixed those up when I was saying it, but okay. it's like, he gets the recording and then he meets Toru after that to yes. talk about it. There's an actually pretty cute sketch of uh, Kareno and Akito at the beginning of this volume. Yeah, the one in bed. <laughs> yeah. All these have the adorable... All the Tokyo Pop... Actually, I don't know if they're in the... I didn't... Did I bring... Well, let me look at the special edition <laughs> Japanese one and see. The special editions have a bunch of, um, like, color art and stuff in them, but I don't yeah. know if they have these... The little sketch, chapter sketches. sketches and stuff. Yeah, I really love the sketches in between. Yeah, there's, uh, so in the Tokyo Pop versions, mm-hmm. which you may or may not have access to, there's little, the sketch inside, there's, like, a character on the outside, and the sketch inside it all, is always the character waking up in the morning. So in this mm-hmm. case, it's Kareno, so Kareno's in bed with Akito. In the morning. Also, there's an adorable picture of really sad Kareno in bird form on the back of this volume. <laughs> it is very sad. It's so sad. Those are um, inside. I think the same drawings are inside the cover panels for the manga. For the sorry for the special editions. So inside the cover flaps, it's the same mm-hmm. the same ones. So it won't be on this one, but it'll probably be on the next volume, which I think is Kareno and Akito. So. You would see it in there for people who are looking. Yeah. I've never seen a sadder bird. <laughs> <laughs> He's so sad because he can't fly anymore. Yeah. Anyway, anything else? <laughs> nope. I just looked through this and saw like a really sad. I was looking at the volume. It looks like um, Toru is really sick again. And she has this like memory of her mom. And mm. It's sad. Anyway, so that's all coming too. That's good. Yeah, great. Something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. looks like we get more sad Rin stuff, but a little bit better. <laughs> because <laughs> Toru, she's going to accept Toru's love, finally. Yes. <laughs> she's going to accept her love at first sight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then we Let get the some, fanfic begin. Yes. Then get some student council shenanigans mm-hmm. and some more Rin. <laughs> <laughs> Then more student council, but it's not a shenanigany. Like, it starts yeah. shenanigany, but then it gets serious. <laughs> yeah, people breaking the school. Yeah. Machi breaks down a door with a fucking chair. Yeah, because she's a badass. <laughs> yeah. And Kakuri's like, I wanted to break it. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like something he would say, yes. Yeah. And I think it's now who's like, no one should have broken it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> all right, good. Well, I'm excited to talk about all of that. 
yeah. very soon next time mm-hmm. i think so yep <laughs> yep good time maybe next next time for next, that next last time? bit but <laughs> yeah this volume kind of flip flops back and forth between Rin and the student council so yeah yeah that's all coming up soon mm-hmm. and then sort of cinderella everyone <laughs> Woo. Woo. brace yourselves <laughs> are we gonna have to act like when we did our kakiru <laughs> fight it's gonna be a good time <laughs> maybe we need I to thought, rehearse uh, <laughs> yeah. As a side note, I thought your um, voice acting of Rin's freak out when Toru came in the door was very good. Oh, thank you. I tried. <laughs> I like wrote it and then I sat back in my chair and was like, I'm going to have to scream. I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought about it in advance. <laughs> Panic screaming is like not my natural mode of panicking. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was impressive. Thank you. <laughs> good. Can't wait to listen to it again <laughs> when I edit it. <laughs> okay. Next time, <laughs> next time we'll see you for chapters eighty and eighty-one. Woo. Woo! Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be better because it's yeah. It'll you can't get much worse. So no, <laughs> there are worse things that happen in this story though. So yeah. these are kind of all clustered together though. So it's kind of a lot at once. It's a lot of bad all at once. Yeah, but it's okay because Toru will be there next time. Rin will finally yes. succumb to her mm-hmm. her kindness. So. So, and we'll move forward from there. It'll be a good time. Like, accept my love and yeah. my hugs. Accept it. <laughs> Toru cries too. She needed a yeah. friend like Rin. Yeah. Everybody in Chigari's house depends on her too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. They want to be in a fun pair. Yeah. It's interesting. They mm-hmm. have an interesting relationship. Shipping aside. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> it's like, but also, they have an interesting relationship. Ship. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> puns are good <laughs> all right good fine i tried to wrap this up like three times when we talked about other stuff but anyway it's all good it's all important it is we'll see you <laughs> you know if you stuck through all of them <laughs> thank you all for listening we'll see you next time bye-bye bye <laughs> that's when we first like we're just gonna wait for the train yeah i know <laughs> Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, it was perfect comedic timing. Yeah, this is very deliberate. Like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of trains for 10 o'clock. Where yeah, are they all going? The I don't know. <laughs> are you serious? There's another Really? Train. <laughs> what the hell's going on? <laughs> It's a train traffic jam. It's a, it's the, the fourth train. train migration? I don't... <laughs> it's when they all come back from Mexico. Because they're going to their breeding grounds? Yes. <laughs> Traveling. The train travels upstream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Up to spawn and then die. Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised if there's like some unease that she doesn't quite know what is causing yes. it. The feeling that something's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Something It'll about to break. Soon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Summer jokes forever. <laughs> it's what the people want, nerd jokes and summer jokes. Right? Obviously. Yes. It's all I want. I don't know about you. <laughs> all I want is a room somewhere. <laughs> well, there's our... Uh, musical reference you know. today? Yep, musical reference. Check that off. <laughs> I listened to... Um, I had to listen to Greece after we talked about it. <laughs> and by talked about it, I mean saying the whole thing almost. Yeah. <laughs>